0: Hi, my name is Simran and welcome to Untangled, the podcast where we'll take a deep dive into topics to try and gain a better understanding of the world. I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone uh, and welcome to Untangled. My name is Simran and today we are joined by Reese.
1: Hi Simran, thanks thanks for having me on the show and uh, for those of you who probably don't know me, um, I am the founder and CEO of RLC Ventures. We are an early stage uh, venture capital firm based in London. And so I think today we're going to talk about some different things uh, Simran mentioned before. So uh, m- less work and more um, life thinking, uh, which I'm really happy to be on the show to talk about.
0: Actually, well, this is our first sort of episode. Um, we did do another one, but it it didn't. failed to record, so we're just doing it again. Um, you just keep. This saying, will. This will. This will be better.
1: This will be better.
0: And yeah. I
1: think. I think. I think where we got to was that we needed one practice run before the the real content <laughs> went out there, right? Yeah.
0: Well, the the other one we did was on a different topic, so we, we thought we wouldn't do the same one again. Just keep it natural. So the topic today is indulgence and how much is too much.
1: It depends, is the question, right? Like, uh, <laughs> um, as we're all probably like sitting here in the evening, tucking into some indulgent food, and uh, I've got a bit of chocolates in front of me for this call, buttons, and I'm indulging at looking them. Um, but anyway, very good topic, Simran, to choose. So, like, is there like is was there a reason like we that like, you pick this topic or?
0: I I was just i was just thinking about what topics we could do because i thought so the one we'd done before was uh like religion and spirituality which no one will get to hear because uh the recording <laughs> didn't record on zoom apparently ios or something like that but um, <laughs> um this is my but fault but that that was a that was a good topic i think we some interesting points came out of the discussion um and maybe we can like redo it at a future date once more times elapsed or something um and we've like forgotten and we don't have to like repeat our <laughs> like the same conversation um so yeah i was just thinking about another topic and i think the reason i chose this one so indulgence and how much is too much was because it's something i've been thinking about in my own life and day to day when we plan our days it's like what do i want to do today and what what's going to make me happy so is like now with lockdown we've got like a lot more time um, is watching Netflix in the evening. I know that's going to make me feel really, like, it's. A, I would say that's, like, more of an indulgence. Um, and do I want to spend my time doing that or do I want to um, do things now that is going to help me in future? And, ha- and what is the right balance? And that, that's something that I've been thinking about. Like, how much do I want to indulge, quotes, um, and how much do I want to... Uh, do things for the future and I think I've just been thinking about that balance and thinking about what was 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 right or what would make you most happy um, and so yeah that's basically why I chose the topic.
1: And yeah I think it's a really excellent topic and something that impacts people every day of their lives I think and I think with that uh, those points you made that everyone probably gets up and they plan their day or think about what they're going to do from the moment they get up and maybe people in our society don't actually think um, of indulgence enough. Maybe that's, that's maybe, maybe they are very focused on work or other things, especially in lockdown, a lot of people with families and, and, and children and, and so many different moving parts with, you know, potentially a lot of change in their businesses, et cetera um and that's what we see um a lot in my my line of work you know a lot of change happens in startups very quickly there's a lot of a lot of people and they actually don't take time to indulge in various different activities and i think that can be a a good a good thing as as you mentioned simran with uh moderation it's 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 like that old analogy that you see cake and then, like your mind says, I want the cake, and then your body says, I want to taste the cake, and then you eat the cake, and you really like it, and it's really nice. But if you keep eating the cake again and again and again, and and like you know, um, keep like Matilda and Brucie, <laughs> uh, and 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 you and you eventually get to a point you get sick, right? But the indulgence, the initial indulgence, was actually quite a gratifying um, sense. But you know, you need to know when enough's enough right so i think this is quite an interesting topic
0: definitely and when you think of indulgence i think we, we have to define that um so i guess you could say it's instant gratification uh so what you're saying about the cake with bruce well in, initially it's gratifying but I think he was kind of forced to eat the cake in Matilda so <laughs> maybe, maybe not <laughs> maybe that was more delayed gratification because he didn't get the whip by Miss Trunchbull but um exactly but but yeah so does things like because one thing I, I actually struggle with is snoozing I I'm not aii I don't want to define myself as not a morning person because I think I, I can be if I have to be but um but yeah snoozing is one of my biggest indulgences I would say one of my indulgences um, that I I dislike. I think there are certain that I I, I am like happy to have, <laughs> but one of those ones that um it's like in, in indulgence in that it's immediately gratifying to just sort of lie in bed for a little bit longer, um, but but I think overall it probably doesn't do good.
1: Yeah, I think you you make a very good point that uh, people I think with indulgence need to sometimes not. Uh, put labels on things because uh, often your body and your mind is telling you um, actually you might need this indulgence. So for example, often people work very regimented hours. They get up, they do nine till five, they have an hour lunch break. And actually a lot of studies have shown that productivity is better over a four day week. Uh, it's better if you have a, an hour of sleep maybe in the afternoon siesta mm. and um often people probably experience this and I've definitely experienced this this week just generally is that I might have a you know a night, bad night's sleep and I'll be like I have to get up at a certain time but actually the impact of that would you know would have been it would be better for me to stay a little bit longer in bed or be like actually you know what I'm really feeling a bit unproductive today You know, actually the thankful thing to do is stop after half a day, take half a day off and then work half half a morning on a a weekend just to make it up. Because I know I can do more in that one hour or two hours than, you know, a Wednesday afternoon when you're kind of like half asleep because of various different things. And so I think indulgence, instant gratification is where you defined it very well. Um, That can be something that is you're if you're in tune with your like mind body and soul like a little bit because that gratification actually might be working towards a positive thing rather mm-hmm. than a negative thing but everyone thinks if you think if you put people's word indulgence in their mind suddenly they think of you know eating a box of chocolates you know and just going over the top or uh, maybe even drugs or you know any anything or binge watching in netflix series or any of these things so i think um I think there's been a lot of uh, philosophy over the years about uh, indulgence and the impact of indulgence. But I think um, one needs to take it with a pinch of salt in various situations.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, indulgence kind of gets a bad rap, I think. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: Yeah, I think it is. And I think you're absolutely, yeah, you're, yeah, I, I do. I do think that and I think. We live in a world, and I'm just relating back to more my work in this part, is that founders particularly um, have this vision. They want to change the world. They want to make a difference in society and fundamentally change the way people do things. And that's their purpose. And their indulgence might come in potentially seeing people use their product or service or um but they might Mm -hmm. just you know go to the nth degree too much in that for example they might be like every single customer like detailed you know feedback every single nth degree and they you know they love seeing people use it to the point where they're indulging in people using it and then actually they get almost too obsessed with like the nth degree of detail when actually they need to be looking at maybe like a higher picture because they're motivated so intrinsically by like putting something in somebody's hands, which might give them satisfaction and them indulgence. And that gives them their own self indulgence. Um, Mm. And so I think indulgence is often something that's, you know, trained in your mind through various different circumstances. For example, how you've been brought up when you've been taken to the shops and given an ice cream on a Sunday because you've done a day of chores at home. And you see that as your indulgence. And so, um, you know, it might be, you know, chilling out on a Thursday night with a glass of wine um, after a long week. So, yeah, I think indulgence is part of human um, uh, psyche and, you know, way of life for as long as people know. They may have called it different things over time. But it's fundamentally, in my opinion, important to do because if you, and I think this is probably a topic we're going to come on to is like that delayed kind of gratification uh, rather than instant gratification, how that differs and and, um, how that has an impact on the way we do things. Um, And especially in when people go out for work or, you know, working to like huge goals or trying to have masses ambitious goals, they have this sense of delayed grat they think it's delayed gratification they they're working towards some kind of delayed gratification and yeah, um, yeah. i think this is an interesting topic
0: yeah i think you made a a lot of good points like for example the, the startup form where you're just like constantly checking the stats and seeing like the customers and you get that sort of drive from there and it's like every time you check it's that dopamine hit and i think everyone can relate to that uh even if you're not a startup <laughs> founder or anything it's it's just like that uh checking like positive feedback kind of thing on on your phone be it like Instagram and I think yeah a lot of people can relate to that sort of immediate gratification in that sense um and I think within immediate gratification there's sort of thought out it's like should I eat the chocolate should I not and that's kind of thought out but I think in some instances there's like the automatic automatic behavior like you don't even think about eating the chocolate. You just grab it and you eat it. And before you know it, you've swallowed it and you don't even know you've eaten it. So, for example, what I'm trying to say is at uni, um, we, we have a mind, mindfulness-based group um, called Mindful Medics. And um, so we, 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 we meditate once a week in, in, in the clinical school. Um, but one session we had was chocolate-based mindfulness. Um, A friend introduced it to us all.
1: Sounds amazing. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And the benefit of that was um, really just being very mindful in how you feel um, whilst eating the chocolate. And I think if you have that mindfulness whilst you're indulging and it's not just like mindless indulging, then it can be indulging can be a really positive and good experience where you don't feel bad afterwards. Because I think that's the problem. And why indulgence gets a bad rep it's like you have this chocolate fudgy cake and then after you, you love it at the time and then afterwards you feel like like absolute crap but I think if we can practice more of a eat it slowly and really feel feel that chocolate and uh, then that's a way to sort of enjoy indulgence and not feel bad about it
1: absolutely I think that's 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 right I think it's the this old an, uh, analogy with, um, so the way I, I imagine it, I think that you made a really good point with the chocolate thing, is that you have to enjoy that indulgence like in a place where it's actually enjoyed and not like kind of like, and then next in that present moment. So mm. the one that I think maybe people who might listen to this in, might um, enjoy as a little bit of a test is yeah. go and try and eat one oreo and see if you want the next one because i guarantee you'll want to eat the next one but then next time you go and eat an oreo go and eat the oreo really slowly like slower than you can like even (laughs) imagine and you won't want to eat the next one like because you've got everything you've needed out of that moment and you've been present to you eating it and you've enjoyed that sugar and the flavor but you could you know I, i can polish off Ten Oreos. I'm not even joking. Like, if, <laughs> if, if, if it was one of those days because you can just keep eating them. So, um and then I do not feel good afterwards. I, I tell, I tell, I tell <laughs> you that. But I think you made it's actually a really good
0: egg- advice for myself. I had like a, I just mindlessly ate like so many crisps today. But yeah, taking this on board. <laughs> oh,
1: exactly. Pringles. Yeah. Pringles are another one. Right? They're the worst. They're a, the the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the point you made simon was fantastic where you said about the present moment and this sense of delayed gratification and a lot of entrepreneurs particularly have this delayed gratification they say when i achieve that milestone i will be happy and gratified and um i will indulge in all the money i make and all the, the success i have built around me and i will be in no longer any of this kind of Uh, self-pitying and wallowing and this pain that I put myself through and I need to go through that pain to experience that pleasure right and uh, I think yeah that is a dangerous trap because Mm -hmm. once you get to the promised land I guarantee you that promised land is not what you imagined and you're like why did I like kill myself all these years to get to this promised land when? actually, I can't enjoy the promised land. And actually, the promised land was every single day while you were doing that stuff, because the reason you did it in the first place is because you love doing it often. And that's what you've got to enjoy. So, you know, the old adage, enjoy the ride, which people say, right? You've got to enjoy yeah. the ride. There will be ups and downs in everyone's life, especially in um, the scenarios that we are in today, where, you know, a lot of things are changing and people fundamentally at their core don't like change. But what happens if you spin that around and indulge in the change right like say actually every little day the changes is a good thing and um you know i'm going to change with it and i'm going to you know enjoy that and indulge in that and every week there's a different change of policy and sometimes we can see friends and you embrace that and the indulgent might be going to see a friend this week i haven't seen a friend in a while but you might not want to see a friend every single day you know it might annoy you and so Mm -hmm. i think i think this is um something I've thought quite a lot during this period and talked to various different people about. So um yeah I think that's in, 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 important to understand.
0: Yeah, definitely. So definitely that like enjoying the journey and and going with change and in, indulging in, in the changes. Um I think so one thing we spoke about on our first episode, this is the first episode about our first episode. Episode
1: zero. We'll call that episode zero. <laughs>
0: episode zero um was flow uh, and I think that that could be really well applied here with the delayed gratification thing um that you're talking about um but you've read a book on flow you were telling me about it would you does that relate to, to yeah. enjoying the journey and, and relate delayed gratification what is flow and could you just... I think
1: yes uh, it's uh, so I think the state of flow is something where Essentially, almost time stands still for you. So I think the best example people can relate to is often they. It's almost like what we say is like being in the zone. And um, there's a very famous psychologist that coin, coin, uh, coined the phrase. I will not repeat his name because I can't <laughs> pronounce it for the life of me. But please Google it. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Show notes. <laughs> and uh, and um, so he he coined the phrase and it's when you are in a state of flow is when you you for example are playing sports and time stands still and you subconsciously are acting in a way that you don't you need to think about and this state of flow is an interesting concept because what does that really mean is like you're so present in that moment that nothing else matters but what but what you're doing so people might say it's like focus but actually it's a deeper level than focus it's it's something that you you're when you achieve it and everyone would have achieved states of flow in their life they will know that they're just like in that place and in that zone mm. and yeah. um people can do 10 hours of work and not eat or take a sip of water they're just there they're just like absolutely kind of killing it and I think people like the sports analogy when um um and the sports analogy I think the way they can apply it in their lives, and I suppose if we link it back to the kind of um, delayed gratification and indulgence, particularly, I think for you to enjoy your life, um, I think the state of flow is essentially what that is. It's just being present at a very, very, very deep level. And because you're not essentially, I think why people maybe are unhappy is because, or the way people often are unhappy is because they Uh, regretting what they did in the past or they're worrying about what they have to do in the future i've got to do this i've got to make this oh i did made this mistake i'm not going to make that mistake again i'm really worried that that thing will happen to me again and so they have are constantly in this imbalance and then when you're in a state of flow which is presence at like a very 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 deep level then like this is where a lot of people achieve like true true they excel as a human being and i think um what i was saying last time on episode zero was that people find it hard to kind of relate that to like a real world situation and there's a very famous uh viral documentary on netflix at the moment called the last dance which uh features heavily michael jordan who um I would say is a very big proponent of flow and getting into that state. And he was, and th- there's somebody who was on the on the Netflix documentary said the reason why Michael Jordan was the best basketball ever, player ever and maybe one of the best sportsmen ever, wasn't because he was more athletic or if he was more he could jump higher or shoot the ball or stronger or faster or any of these things because there were equally people as you know as talented as him, but it was because he was in that present moment at a deep level, like nothing affected him. He didn't care if it was like the most important game, the least important game, the last second, the last minute, he hit so many winning shots. And then when people, when I talk to people about that uh, clip, um, which you can see on my LinkedIn, if you go and, because I thought it was very profound and they put it up, is... That that moment. We can
0: uh, put that in the show notes. Show as well. notes
1: as well. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, we could put your LinkedIn, and then they can click it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll put, we'll put the video in there. We'll put the video. In. And um, yeah, that is that was very fro- profound for people because they didn't understand the quote that that individual made on the on the Netflix point was everyone searches their whole life to get into the state. They do yoga. They do meditation. They do all of these things, but actually, the difference between him and everyone else was he knew how to get there in a second and he knew it was there and I think this goes if we're going to get back to the gratification and the um, indulgence point is that he wasn't like in a place of like he enjoyed that moment and he indulged in every second in a different way so therefore he like enjoyed it to a point yeah. that was just pushing himself right like this he, this oh. is this is what I think and so yeah. okay
0: because the way i had been thinking about it was that you had separately, you had indulgence and immediate gratification, and then on separately you have delayed gratification. But really, they're not; they don't have to be separate. I think with this state of flow, it brings them together. So, like the example you said about Michael Jordan, he indulged in the moment, and that was he he played when he played sports. He worked so hard, and you could say that's delayed gratification. But because he was indulging in the moment, it, it was both, and I think that makes for a really fulfilling life that's, that's
1: a great yeah I mean I think you summarized that much better than I did and I think that's that's uh you know I think that's the secret to living a fulfilling life because if you enjoyed those small moments and those small let's call them small victories
0: in life you know because you I think you mentioned flow to me about a week ago and I've been sort of looking into that a bit more uh and sort of where I'd like applied it in my life because the michael jordan is like a really good example but i think like for most people they don't play sport or like how does like flow apply to them um how can they make like if they're working their job and stuff um but personally i thought okay how can i use this flow thing um and i just found like framing things as like okay i'm just going to get in the flow and like not focus on anything else has made me a li- like a bit happier over the past few days um like because I notice when I'm like distracted or I have my phone there, it just doesn't, just doesn't feel as good. Um, So I say I really like the flow thing basically is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. And you're absolutely, Um, uh, absolutely right because I think you're essentially what you're doing in those scenarios is essentially ultimately being present in what you're doing you're not picking up your phone you're not messaging you're not like and people aren't distracting you you're solely focused on that present moment you know nothing else matters and that's why people find solace in meditation because essentially what you're doing in meditation is just finding you know flow in your mind at like a present there's nothing else that distracts you when you hit peak meditation uh a moment there's no thoughts you have literally nothing, Then you're not thinking about anything. And this is incredibly powerful state to be in. And yeah. I think people often um, think, you know, this is all a bit of mumba jumbo and what's he talking about? What are they talking about? Yeah. Right. And actually yeah. I was of that opinion for a long time. And, um, but then I realized the impact it has on so many interconnecting, parts of your life in so many ways if you can't deal with all the stuff that's coming in your inbox in an email you're constantly reacting and you're constantly like shuffling around you aren't a proactive person you can't deal with the situations and scenarios around you. you'll you get to the end of the day and you essentially be like the world has beaten me up today and actually the old adage which i think is 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 i think very important and this is why I'm more of a morning person uh, than an evening person. <laughs> uh, is that you have to master yourself before you master the world? And I think this, this, and this might be an eve for evening people as well. Like it, it you know, <laughs> it does, it does, it doesn't, e- doesn't matter. But I think the the adage is really true. You know,
0: well, as in you get wake up early, you've mastered like the day kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, I think and this is personal experience and it's not the same for everyone everyone's very different uh, you know mm-hmm. i i i i i get a lot of solace by waking up early relatively early mm-hmm. um and spending some time to myself for the first hour uh, hour and a half when it's quiet there's nothing around no one's up and you know doing things that I think will set my day in the right way and you know that for me that's a few things meditation yoga reading um not looking at my phone go
0: into your go into your morning routine (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah it's 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 okay Uh, as (laughs) you you asked yeah um so yeah I mean it's quite regimented it's uh you know upper probably you know six seven o'clock depending on you know how late the night was before and and um starts off always with 10 minutes yoga then 10 to 15 med- 10 minutes meditation followed by like an outdoor kind of slow walk and then back uh, a cup of tea usually uh, herbal tea and then uh reading at that point usually something everything i try and not digest any news in the morning because i feel that news inherently is like quite a biased the negative thing to consume your brain but um so i want to get my place brain into a state that's ready for the way so often i read um various little things um like maybe some quotes um usually have a topic that i'm um discovering so that like uh we were talking about flow so i did a week on like (laughs) flow and i like watch loads of things read two books uh, spoke to a phd person about it uh so um oh, wow. I'm, uh, i'll do something like that and then i will capture everything in like a summarized way in a journal uh, which i use uh, notion which is a you know a very good tool that we've talked about uh before yeah. Uh, where you can kind of capture your thinking because a lot of this thinking that like, often just goes in in the brain and out the brain and the way you kind of really implement it is if you keep going back to it and like putting it into your own paraphrasing and examples etc so that's that's yeah, yeah that's my um, morning routine but everyone's different lately, okay, so. and...
0: yeah no that's really helpful though because I think for you that works and um, it's a kind of um, mix of the like what we're talking about it's it, you've got the delayed gratification you're doing your meditation yoga that's obviously going to be beneficial in the long run but really you're enjo- enjoying every morning and you said you find solace in that so i think for you that that's brilliant and it works
1: there's a great book uh, on the morning morning routine which you could put in the show notes which i have recommended to a few people sure. it's called uh, the miracle morning which is a bit of a corny title but it's uh, <laughs> it's a it's a fantastic book and really uh, helped me kind of craft you know um, the things that I enjoy to do in that time period to leave
0: I've written that down and um, I'd probably learn from that to be honest (laughs) I I have miracle nights miracle nights (laughs) 12 to 4am that's my zone well
1: yeah I think a lot of a lot of creative people have that as their zone you know in the early hours I know a lot of people that get up at four o'clock in the morning and just you know are like that's their time, like, you know, and that's fine, and it's just about understanding what works for you, everyone is simply different, and there's no right or wrong answer, there's no judgment. Definitely,
0: yeah, I, I think yeah, Personally, I'm quite labile at the, at the moment, this, this lockdown period I'm just like, you know, I'll just let my body do what it wants to do, and um, I'll, I'll just, <laughs> if I'm tired, I'm going to sleep, I'm not tired at 12 so I just stay awake till 4. <laughs> so, yeah do do you keep like some sort of a grateful diary or anything Cause you 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 journal but so because one of the things that i'd um i did for a long time and it uh, was write so i had this it was all this sort of, like instagram beam or whatever and it said um like write down one thing good thing that happens every day and put it in a jar so I used to like write one good thing that happened a day rip it up and put it in a jar and at the end of the year, I'd, like, look in the jar, all these little bits of paper, and, like, look at the good year I had kind of thing. Um, and I found that was such a yeah. good exercise personally for me, um, just to, at the end of the day, focus on, like, one good thing. Like, just the, the process of reflection sort of consolidates what you want to consolidate in the day, because uh, we were just talking about the remembered self versus the experiencing self, which is something that Kahneman um, and, Tversky, the famous psychology, it's like, ecology duo they they talk about this this concept of the the experiencing self which um which 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 is the self where you're you're actually experiencing the moment so the day whatever happens and then the remembering self which Mm. um which actually people base more of their happiness on so like when you go on holiday um it's it's, you have those experiences, but the thing that makes you happy is the memories of the holiday and, and the remembered self. So I think that's personally what I think is the benefit of journaling. And
1: No, I completely agree. And the way you're capturing that emotion in that time is an extremely powerful tool when you, you look back in your life. And I think, um, you know, one of my business heroes for anyone that knows me is um, Richard Branson, um, because... I love the way he kind of approached his business in a different mindset, and so, um, yeah. he, like me, <laughs> dog, I know, I know he's a controversial <laughs> figure at the time. At this, t- at this time, I think I admire him more because of, uh, you know, he did it in a different way, in a different time, and also he okay. was dyslexic. Yeah. I, I'm dyslexic, and and uh, and I think the way. Um he used that to his advantage and played to his strengths was very admirational for me. But where I'm going with the story is that he has a policy of wherever he goes in the world, he just has diary after diary. If you read any of his books, they're basically his diaries put together. And he that is such a powerful tool in terms of life lessons, what you're feeling, what your emotions were doing. That's like almost putting a window into that place and time at a very deep level and it you know for example it stops you making similar mistakes that you made before it makes you remind you how you feel and like take you back it might give you extra motivation it might give you gratification so it's such a powerful tool that's so simple um but everyone has to again do it in the own way like for example for dyslexic people like uh, myself i listen to a lot of audiobooks i send people a lot of voice notes because i i i find that like writing long pieces of uh you know prose is very difficult for me so um mm-hmm. doing podcasts stuff like that these are more visual audio essentially and i think if people speak to people that are dyslexic they don't, often don't know that They're, but their brain will think in a different way so you have to just adapt i think the point that i'm mm-hmm. trying to make for anyone that's listening is that just adapt what it is to you because you are as different as the next person so don't try and fit into a box just because someone in a book tells you that you must yeah, do it, it this way yeah. you know?
0: and good advice as well
1: yeah I think it's all about you know it's all about the grat, you know the indulgence um when you're kind of going through things it has to come from within the self to do these things because um otherwise you might not experience that kind of gratification and that indulgence because indulgence what is it it's something inside you which says this is a, a nice thing this is yeah. like I'm enjoying this Right, and that can be trained in so many ways. If you think about it, like you can find indulgence in opening a door.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, Yeah. we've covered a lot. I think we we we've really changed the definition of indulgence from when we first started. It was initially it was like chocolate cake and Netflix, and I think we've realized that actually indulgence is what you make it, and you can indulge in in like you said, opening a door. Can be indulgence if you're there in that moment you really enjoy just pushing that handle down um it can be eating one chocolate rather than ten and really just enjoying that one chocolate or that oreo like you're all gonna go do and it can be delayed gratification indulgence can be delayed gratification and and you can achieve that with flow ice and yeah i think that was
1: very well summarized
0: um, thanks reese for coming on that was a good discussion it was very interesting I've, I've learned a thank you
1: yeah, really enjoyed being on the show and uh, good luck with the next episodes, whoever is coming on <laughs> yeah, next. Yeah,
0: thank you. Hopefully, you untangled that topic and didn't just confuse everyone.
1: Thanks for having me on Untangled.
0: Okay, okay thanks everyone for listening. Bye now. <laughs>